My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. It's been some time since the lockdown in Shanghai has kept us from coming to you, but we're back now and hopefully we can continue to provide you, our listeners, with a weekly update. And now to the first of our headlines. Iron ore prices have fallen in both the spot and futures markets. This comes amid low downstream demand coupled with poor profit margins at steel mills, the latest survey finding nearly 58% of China's mills currently operating at a loss. Despite this, coke prices have risen once again, uh, despite retreating in the futures market. This comes amid factors such as COVID-related border controls that have curbed coal imports, coupled with recent restrictions on mining in China. However, the market outlook for coke has grown increasingly bearish due to low profits at steel mills. All ferrous futures, including iron ore, coke, and steel, fell over the past week. This despite fiscal and monetary stimulus policies. One analyst in East China indicated that this is primarily due to ongoing uncertainty in the market, especially with regard to heavily indebted, the heavily indebted property development sector. Coke stocks at coking plants reached a nine-month low of just under 435,000 tons on June 16th. This is primarily due to the aforementioned issues with metallurgical coal supplies coupled with China's relatively consistent hot metal output in recent weeks. China's average blast furnace utilization rate remained stable at just over 90% this past week. However, a growing number of mills are now opting to undergo maintenance on their blast furnaces in the face of rising finished inventories and operational losses. Last week, China's portside iron ore inventories rose for a 12th consecutive week, this time by 1.4% to 126.7 million tons. This comes after a rise in shipments, especially from Australia, following poor weather conditions in the western part of the country last month. And now to the first of our top stories. Uh, Here to discuss uh, China's iron ore supplies is uh, Julia Chu. Julia, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Adam. Um, MySteel has adjusted its previous projections for China total iron ore supplies at the end of this year. Various our earlier projections had total post inventories at 180 million tons at the end of December. This has now been reduced to 168 million tons in light of fewer anticipated arrivals and a potential spike in demand in the second half. Total iron ore imports are now expected to fall by 80.2 million tons in 2020, with imports for the first five months down just over 20.3 million tons year, on, year over year, while this still leaves room for a marginal rise in imports for the second half. The iron ore oversupply is now expected to be much less significant than we had previously thought. While our previous projections on the mainstream Australia exporters of BHP and FMG remain unchanged following strong showings from both in the first quarter. We have adjusted our projections for shipments from both Rotinto and the Brazil's Valley. This comes amid questions raised over their potential outputs in the second half that could jeopardize their ability to hit their respective targets. Uh, other factors affecting potential imports are the ongoing war in Ukraine and the newly announced export tariffs out of India. While downstream demand remains low at present, and hot metal output is now expected to be down slightly in the second quarter. 
This trend is, is expected to reverse in the second half of the year due to newly announced economic stimulus measures. Though my still continues to predict an iron-on oversupply in the second half of 2022, the gap between supply and demand will likely be narrower than expected. This will especially be the case in June and July, when heavy rains are set to affect Australian exports before this is alleviated in August, with the recovery of domestic mining and the rising scrap usage. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Several U.S. policymakers have announced the abolition of many of the country's tariffs on Chinese goods that were first imposed in 2018. Between 2018 and 2019, the Trump administration imposed severe tariffs on Chinese imports, ostensibly to address the country's trade imbalance. These included a 25% levy on steel and other manufactured goods such as automotive parts and home appliances. With the trade imbalance between the two countries continuing to widen and mounting pressure from policymakers to address inflation, the Biden administration is now considering the abolition of these tariffs. With the first round of these tariffs set to expire on July 1st, it appears likely that, the tr that trade tensions between the, between the two countries could be eased in the weeks ahead. Because the Biden administration is only discussing the lifting of first-round tariffs on Chinese exports, tariffs on steel may not be lifted in the short term. However, China has never been a major steel exporter to the United States, accounting for just 2.2% of the country's total uh, steel import volume in uh, 2018. By contrast, China exported nearly 53 million ton tons of steel to other countries that year. In this way, the lifting of U.S. tariffs will not have a major direct impact on China's steel sector. However, the United States is a major market for Chinese manufactured goods that require steel, such as automobiles, auto parts, home appliances, and heavy machinery. In this way, the lifting of tariffs on these goods could help bolster demand for flats moving forward. Demand for flats has shown some positive signs of recovery in recent weeks, but has remained sluggish as a result of ongoing supply chain disruptions amid COVID lockdowns and restrictions in much of the country. The lifting of U.S. tariffs on Chinese steel exports will likely have little to no direct impact on the Chinese steel sector, though we could see some indirect impact moving forward. Uh, while geopolitical tensions between the countries remain high, it appears that these tariffs will likely be eased in the short term. That's all for this week's My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'd like to thank uh, Julia Ju, my co-host, for joining us today, and all of you for listening in. I've been your host, Adam Roussel, Senior Editor for Iron Ore Analytics. Take care, everyone.